Dear God, dearest divine and loving guardians, thank you for this opportunity to observe your wild manifestations. I honor the design as it presents itself to me in the form of shifting faces and feelings. You are both the drama and the ease, you are both the tension and the laughter that breaks it. My only promise is that I will listen to the best of my ability. Please forgive me when I don't. I am forever in service to your grace and presence. Amen. 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 So good. Thank you for blessing us. Love God. Uh, we love God. That's what it's all about here. The necessity of God. Yeah. Right. I need God. So I'm sitting with um, Gabby Abreu. Yes. Sai Swoon. Sai Swoon. From Instagram. <laughs> if you don't know Gabby, she's a writer, kind of basically a priestess, a memer. Um, I have her new book called Notes on Shapeshifting, which is excellent. Thank you. And she's kind of like an anti-influencer influencer, yes. would you say? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, a lot of people actually say that um, to me. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, they're like, are you, would you say you're an influencer? Like, nobody wants to call me an influencer, but I fit in kind of some kind of bracket of it. Yeah, like, you know? almost anti. Yeah, I, I feel like I use the internet like an in- influencer, but maybe for different means, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you balance out kind of, you, you're using a certain approach, I guess, that yeah. um, toxic people use, maybe, <laughs> but like in a non-toxic way, it seems. Yeah, almost. I'm hijacking. Yeah. Um, I was thinking you're kind of like who Courtney Kardashian wishes she could be. Oh my god, T, that's cool. Yeah, people compare me to her a lot. Like people always compare my voice to her, and I think they think it's like a hater moment. And I'm like, well, we grew up in the same area. We grew up in yeah. West LA. Like that's how voices work, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just similar somehow. Yeah, that's how people talk. Let's see everybody's made some notes before meeting i'm a note baby too yeah it's <laughs> just like my brain is so scrambled right now so let's talk about i guess first like size swoon the page what it is yeah. how how it came to be what it is okay well yeah. short like quick run through history it was really just a meme page at first, which is why I vibe with you because you're in a non-meme page, right? Or still yeah. somewhat moving into non-anon a little bit with the I, podcast. But yeah. um, I was an anonymous <laughs> meme page as well where I was just like much like uh, I got in every moment in my life. I was just like obsessed with memes. Like I was like having so much fun. Mm. And I can tell how much fun you have because I remember that energy. Mm. And it was just like I was making like 10 memes a day, like reposting memes like crazy. And so I had a meme page for two years that was anonymous. And then I slowly started to like show outfits and like write captions and get more spiritual. And then it just really naturally just evolved into me being like, I'm literally talking to camera with my whole face and like <laughs> writing a book. And <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me because of the spirituality aspect, yeah. I guess. And uh, like, obviously, I Need God is a God-themed meme page. Absolutely. And I'm just, you know, curating God content there. But yeah. your page is kind of like its own church, almost, where mm-hmm. you are the orator or the conduit mm-hmm. to the, with the divine. And you're speaking to, like, writing really long paragraphs, almost like Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr style. Um, That's my origin. So you're, like, cultivating... <laughs> 
it's interesting you've cultivated this brand i guess that's all mm-hmm. when i was reading your book i was thinking like what are you a libra or like what are your zodiac no, guess again i guess again yeah, give one more guess and then i'll reveal Oh I'm Libra God. Mercury though, okay. which is interesting that you'd think that because Mercury rules communication. And right. So the book How you would come be, across. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> the book would be my words. So that's. Oh my gosh. Key. I don't want to get, I mean, my other guesses would be, oh my God, like Aries or Taurus. Okay. Close. I'm a Virgo sun. Okay. Capricorn moon. Sagittarius rising. Okay, yeah. great. What I'm a Sagittarius you? rising. Okay, so I, I kind of knew of, yeah. you were. Yeah. In your book, when you talk about like laughter and stuff mm-hmm. and like laughing at b- intimacy and stuff, yeah. like I feel like it's really Sagittarius rising. I don't so know. So much. Well, it's like I feel like the Sagittarius saves me because I think the Virgo and Capricorn can be very calculating. <sighs> yeah. The Sagittarius is like, okay, be calculating and intense, but like we're going on it, like do it in the air, like do it on the boat, like you know what I mean? Yes. Like, do it somewhere else, like fun. Um, so you're, we're in a hotel, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, now everyone knows cause you're kind of like hotel. touring your book. Yes. Which is cool to really fun. Have mm-hmm. you been having fun? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Last time I was in New York was on really just like lame means. I was like, I had like a sort of like art student boyfriend and, and you know, and I like, it was just not as fun and cool. And mm-hmm. this time I came back and it's like, I have new friends here. I have a reason. The book tour aspects have been amazing. And we had such a good signing at the standard. And I just feel like really cute, you know? Like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm glad it's nice you're having a moment. Traveler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a good vibe. Yeah, I'm glad um, you you know your book is a lot like be here now in my mind okay that's a huge compliment yeah i'm glad because i bow down to that yeah (laughs) Yeah. were you have you read that book obviously yes yeah i got it actually i saw it in a store i think in 2019 i think yeah i came into my life yeah okay cool yeah my mom gifted it to me amazing yeah that's a good mama (laughs) (laughs) yeah were you raised um with any faith tradition oh yeah like everything for me is like based on my dad so my dad's really into like a form of spiritism which is this concept so there's it's something that was based in france and then this guy named chico xavier brought it to brazil and there's a lot of followers of spiritism in brazil and essentially it's kind of like it's a very it's a form of spirituality that believes the spirit has a role in everything in life, everything. And a lot of that being like ancestors, so a lot of great belief in like, oh, your grandma's like watching over you or like she likes, you know, she made the, you know, the pots fall out of the cabinet and you know, yeah. things like that. But then also just spirit in general, like this big kind of meditation on energy, also a lot of medium work, like the concept that you can get answers. Mm. So that was always in my household mixed with like a little bit of kind of spells and like witchcraft vibes because (laughs) like for example my dad like um he had a lot of like friends that he was he didn't really like okay Okay, one second we have yeah our little room service to where okay all right we're back we got room service yeah we got a pizza with honey on it we got a carrot cake and i got a chamomile tea just because they didn't have green Mm, i got a cappuccino cappuccino. we love it we love it um so basically okay what i was saying was yeah and there was some like witchcraft vibes in my house well yeah there was some witchcraft vibes like tricky little witchcraft vibes which was like if my dad had someone over in the house and he felt like they were overstaying their welcome like he would put a pair of like open scissors behind a door and that would have them leave that was like and it would work every time mm-hmm. <laughs> or like cut if, them out yeah and like or if i lost something there was this like mantra that you say because they believe that like little spirit kids hid it from you so you call to like the 
the leader of like the spirit like the like deceased children realm yeah wow. and it works every single time the first oh. time it worked i was like seven and i cried because i was so scared my dad was like say this and you'll find the thing you lost and then i found it and i was like ah! that is scary as a seven-year-old so yeah <laughs> yeah so i always kind of say like my spirituality was very like ancestral mm. and like very God like really loving you. yeah like a, and a lot of just like love and empowerment from that um and then yeah like some tricky vibes you know mm, the <laughs> like trickster like, spirits yeah. like mercury stuff a lot of salts my dad puts salt in every corner and that was just ever present like yeah normal. always and he always had new ideas right like, yeah like the salt thing started last year of like putting these like cups of water and salt in the corners by doorways and then you can kind of observe the shifts within the salt <laughs> like, okay. like if the salt's at the bottom like the energy's neutral and then if it goes up mm, like it barometer. means there was a change yeah yeah and the change can either be someone's really excited and it's intense or someone's angry and all it means is like it's out of stasis and things like that and right. so my dad's like a constant like He's finding ways to indicate yeah a lot of experiments that's nice that's really important i think yeah especially if it's something <laughs> you know well yeah, just the passion in general. It's yeah. really, really cute, actually. Yeah. Old man. It's very different than how most people grow up, in, I feel like, in the United States, at least. Yeah, there's a crisis of mysticism in this country. Okay, <laughs> explain. I just feel like mysticism, I think, is so important, and it's something that's really prevalent in cultures outside of U.S. or, like, Puritan-influenced cultures that were so afraid of, like, anything other than what you know was definable you know and like easy to control you know things like mm -hmm. that because when you let people into the spirit world and tell them hey you can get empowerment from literally this like invisible <laughs> you know kingdom or something mm -hmm. it's like it is really powerful yeah you know yeah. um They're trying and to, to tell down yeah and belief is the biggest way that you can change you can control people change your own life everything belief is a huge energy mm. and so when you tell people this is the only belief or you can't make anything up or you're going to hell you know it's like mm. you take that away from people for their own experiments and journey you know mm -hmm. but the spirit realm is big and grand yeah i guess that's why <laughs> and asking for us yeah that's why people made yeah religions and right? it's not in anyone's control yeah and there's not one person on this earth that can like Mm, right. kind of intercept that relationship you know <laughs> it's, it's crazy everyone's hands almost totally. uh, that. <laughs> that's really interesting um wow so as you aged out of your family whatever living with your parent or whoever mm -hmm. you lived with so you've taken up spiritism do you think or have yeah you... i actually didn't know that's what it was called for the longest time until it was actually my own discord people were talking about it and i was like oh that is actually the name of the religion that my dad was subscribed to and mm. i even went to a church of spiritism when i was in brazil in 2019 oh. and i just didn't know i just thought my dad was just like kooky yeah <laughs> like, you know but it is a popular like it has some direction in it cool took it on <laughs> yeah i was just curious because like i guess one of the things with the podcast i want to do is kind of mm. just like ask people how they grew up and like what beliefs were taught to them because yeah. you could tell the difference which are just so many different ways is all it's yeah and it makes people who they are you know what it, i mean like, yeah like sometimes i think i'm me and then i'm like no i'm literally like my parents and like oh, so many like childhood teen experiences it's really great True. <laughs> i think anyone who's really into god or spirituality like you are and i am it's kind of we're open to our identity being really unimportant you know so when, you know, so when yeah. I, when I think like, oh, I'm not 
I find it actually very comforting and almost like a responsibility taken off when I'm like, it's mm. not just me generating my life. Like I'm literally just like, like a manifestation of everyone else. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really important to remember. There's this really good quote. I forgot who said it, but it was like trying to define yourself as like biting your own teeth. And I really like it because it's like yourself is there, but you can't, you can't, you can't get, like you can, you'll never touch Yeah. You'll never completely see yourself. Yeah. And nobody yeah. else. Yeah. And definitely no one else will either. So. I guess not. Only yeah. God, I guess. Yeah. God and God's design. God's design. <laughs> God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Great song. <laughs> I love Drake. You do? Love Drake. And I didn't always. You didn't always. I've yeah. never loved Drake. And I like some of his songs. I love pop music. Did you have any like mentors growing up that mentors. other than your dad yes. who gave you different practices or ways of being? Yeah, I had. There was always comes to mind as my very first art teacher at community college. Like I never got to go to like real art school, but I did take a bunch of art related courses at community college. And one was a contemporary art class where I just loved it because it was so free form, much like contemporary art should be. But we would go into this classroom that was an old um airplane hangar in Santa Monica airport because Santa Monica airport was like half transformed into like college campus stuff um and so we'd come into this like giant like studio made place Mm -hmm. and basically we'd get an assignment that was just a theme or meaning so she I remember the first uh assignment was mapping she'd be like we're just going to talk about mapping so you can make a video you can make a drawing you could make an audio you could really do anything she was just really inspiring to me. Just a lot of things she said, a lot of the stuff that I have held on to. I remember she was one of the people who said it first. A lot of stuff about being her email was subject subject to change okay. at gmail.com. And okay. So her whole thing was like ever changing. And mm-hmm. she was also much older. I mean, she had to be like 50 or something. And, you know, I'm 18 in this class. Yeah. I also really, like, fought her on things that she ended up being right about, which I also loved. Wow. Like, love she that told too. me my, like, art was too feminine, you know, which I, at the time, was like, what? Like, you know, because I'm, like, in my feminist era. Even when you're a teenager, era. yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> like, I get that. thinking, like, I should fight to be girly. And I was like, no, she's right. Like, there's power in not assigning to, like, identifying points or being, like, butterflies and... Or over-identifying with something. Yeah, like, finding new ways to say the same thing that aren't, um, that are Mm. your own words or different. And so she was so inspiring in just that class in general. But she really brought kind of a a deeper understanding for meaning, you know? Mm -hmm. Meaning. Yeah. Are you... Do you read, like, Jungian psychology? It seems like from your book that you would be into that. No, but I should. I remember I I, I own Man and His Symbols, but I never read it. Okay. And a lot of people have asked me that and said I would like it, but I haven't, like, delved into it. Yeah. So I'm interested in that, too, like, seeing things as signs or, like, the world is a tarot card. or like because I think, okay, so the symbol thing for me really came to me from contemporary art because contemporary art completely relies on explaining to people why the piece is important and what it means to you which is literally being like this is a symbol of this i feel so grateful that we're in i got to be alive during the time of contemporary art where that's what was happening and it's a Mm. lot of writing it's a lot of literature it's a lot of convincing it's a lot of preaching it's a very spiritual like time for Mm. art i think and i think so too yeah it's like it's like creating belief essentially it's saying this object in this room like i'm gonna make you believe that it's special and not because I'm trying to scam you because I do believe it's special, you know, which is even yeah. more beautiful because then you have this creating passion. meaning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like creating meaning and sharing it. I mean, that's such and a sharing it. thing to do for people. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
honest yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the symbol thing came to me in that way. I see. And I should read more Jungian stuff and see the connection there. But that's where it really hit yeah, me. Yeah. And that teacher, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big vibes. Like on our first day, I mean, one of our first assignments in class was creating a lexicon, which was like a personal dictionary. Sure, and yeah. And so we had to think of like a word for every letter. And okay. that was all the work that we had to make that year had to be based on at least one of those words. Oh, interesting. You know? So it was, it was basically like she said, make a book of symbols and then mm. like fucking create your own language. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the work I do now, it's like, of course, it was all all inspired by her. Yeah. I should hit her up. Yeah, send that's her my cool. book and be like, hey. Yeah, send her your book. What was your, re- like, religious background growing up or spiritual background? Basically, my mom's an Italian-American. Oh, and nice. Her whole family is. Yeah. My dad kind of joined her family mm. and left his. So, we were raised Italian-American Catholic. Mm, nice. So, I went to church since I was, like, a baby oh nice and i used to sing at church until i graduated Killer. high school okay. love that yeah uh, so that i love people that sing at church that's like if i was to go to church i'd be like you should put me it's in the, the bet i know <laughs> i go to church sometimes i actually went to church this last sunday oh, no way <laughs> yeah and like that's the best part about it i was i was thinking the whole time like I should join the choir, befriend everybody, have them be- make me the music director yeah. and I could make the music so good but it's just nice to sing in public. Yeah, and singing is so, it's so powerful. It's so good. It is. Like some people say that singing is praying twice. And I like Ooh, think that's true. I agree with that. I was Very told, that, I that. went to Catholic school actually until second grade. And then I begged my mom to go to public school. And in Catholic school, they said that to me. Nice. So That's a beautiful sentiment. That's something I know. I will remember that. <laughs> There's a couple more things I want to do. I'm actually, because I'm interviewing Taylor Lawrence oh, right no there this day, I, I like went through your feed a little and then saw that she wrote an article which mentioned you. Yeah, she did. She interviewed me for, um, it was Washington Post Digital Resting Points. Yeah, so like you kind of created almost a trend, on like a term and term yeah. or a thing, a media object. Yeah, that it was kind of like a meme. Online. I feel like it was a meme in the form of like yeah like story video you know it was Mm -hmm. like a prettier meme (laughs) and it's it's pretty i guess it's like pretty self-explanatory like digital resting point yeah and just like choosing nature and and things to it was during the pandemic and it was just like writing congratulations you've reached a digital resting point you know and it's like something to remind you that life's really nice out there you're scrolling tiktok for two hours like kind of dying inside and there's some godly energy there right when you run people of god's creations yeah (laughs) while they're listening to everyone complain and meander online it can be really nice scream at you yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool uh i'm glad that is a thing i guess (laughs) because the internet is so could be really like like detrimental actually to spend too much time on like your mind could go kind of goofy (laughs) uh it's not always the best the internet can keep you from god the internet can keep you from god but it can also bring you to god totally it can bring you closer even in taking you away may might make you realize that you need more you know yeah (laughs) so it all works out yeah true it doesn't matter (laughs) it all works out it's gonna be fine yeah god is like i'm over here now i'm over here now oh my god (laughs) i guess over the pandemic did you see a lot of growth in your following because i feel like the pandemic really pushed people online and inside Mm -hmm. and like gave them crises yeah you know i didn't realize it until people as i've been meeting people in person who follow me they they've said oh like i found you during the pandemic or Mm -hmm. when like caroline calloway posted me i got like 6k 
Oh, wow. That was probably the biggest bump. And I was like, whoa. Wow. Her audience really yeah, liked it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for I Need God, a big moment for me since we're selling t-shirts and stuff was Victoria Paris like posted our shirt or oh, something. Oh, no way. And got, I like, think about her quite a bit. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she follows I Need God and like faves the posts. Uh, maybe I should, I definitely should reach out to her. But like she bought one of the t-shirts on her own. Oh, like nice. without me even knowing. Oh, posted even better, about yeah. it. And then DM'd me like, hey, I just posted about this. Like, so like uh generously yeah and uh got, got yeah, so she just many... moved to la i think so i feel like she she, she seems a little bored out there <laughs> <laughs> you should hit her up she actually is interesting to me because i was just compelled because she was the first person i saw who was like i hijacked like tiktok and like just basically made her way without any specific talent necessarily otherwise just she was just like experimenting treat it like a business which i thought was really interesting and honestly genuine mm-hmm. more than someone being like i need to share my like work and they really just want to be famous you know yeah um, but something she, authentic about her yeah she was like i went for it um but then i also like i would never want to be in that position you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. oh, me it feels like it would be hard to like maintain interest in yourself when you're mm. like i would always want i'd rather have interest in my work than myself because yeah. i don't think myself is reliable <laughs> i know? feel that so for I her it, yeah yeah i'm like okay she took on the challenge you know she's up for it so <laughs> but you should interview her for she sure. should go on the challenge also like... she has no god presence <laughs> She has, she does though, I think, because she has like a either a cross tattoo or yeah. like a cross oh, necklace. Something. Like okay. she's connected to Christianity. But she doesn't somehow. have any like spiritual air about her, and I would be so interested in what she says to you. Like if you had a spiritual conversation. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, she's a very physical presence. Very physical, so much. Um, yeah, she's very in body. Yeah, body yeah. items, body and items. Yeah, she seems. I don't know what her signs are, but. She loves objects and furniture yeah. and stuff in a way that I do, too. And she's good at moving around. I always have issues with transit. She's active. Yeah. No, she, like, knows she can, like, travel and, like, rent a car. Like, she's... she's... I respect people like her who are, like, younger than me and are like, yep, I rented a Jeep. And, like, you know, I'm driving on this road that I've never driven on. Like, oh, I'm my just, God. Like, I'm just like, wow, good you for you. You can do that. I guess not. <laughs> I read a tweet recently that was, like girls who can't drive have the biggest hearts <laughs> i honestly okay when i had the book out and i started reading more po- uh, meeting more poets in real life like even mm. like my editor and this other writer and i've just been collaborating with writers so many writers don't drive mm. and half of it is because a lot of them come to new york really early and so they mm. just don't need to mm-hmm. and then other people just like weirdly just become aloof and like they just mm. don't and that's like me like it's i just too, never like, airheaded i never got it di- i was like yeah, i didn't really care either like I don't know. I just wasn't dying to move yeah. around, huh. which is kind of What's funny. your Mars? Sign? Mars is Cancer. Okay. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, Cancerous. Mars rules driving. I love yeah. driving, but I love all transportation. Like, I love walking. Mm. Like, I could, I would have walked here if it was walking. a nice day. Even like, it would be an hour walk. It's, yeah. like, not that bad. It's, yeah, because, yeah, it's great to walk around here. That's the thing I love so much about New York. It's, like, killing me is, like, walking is so rewarding. Yeah. It's, like, it's yes. made for walking, I'm obviously. Literally a full newer, I would uh, say. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, this allows you to just do that. I love it. There's so yeah. much to see. Yeah, it's really... So many surprises. It be really good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> great it's, for it's the non-transit gals. Fills, fills the soul. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to visit New York, too. It's exciting. Um, So, I guess... Basically, this next part, what I did was I read your book last night. Okay, amazing. And like I said, I love it. Notes on shapeshifting. Go buy it today. Yeah. <laughs> I underlined and like wrote some p- things. And then basically, then I just put them on the page here. And Exciting. I was going to be like, you know, that David Lynch meme that's like 
someone asks him to elaborate and he says no okay yeah just gonna be like that except yeah. you could say yes or no okay amazing <laughs> i love elaborating oh good that's like i mean i can't drive but i can really elaborate <laughs> <laughs> you could be a great like um road trip buddy and yeah. just like elaborate speak on things <laughs> speak on it okay so now we're now we're into notes on shape shifting it's a really easy read and i that's love what that I, yeah like i love that you could just read it last night you know oh, what i, I mean? love like, that that's, too i have no attention i, appreciate I could that. barely read let's yeah. put it that way okay and then and isn't it rewarding to have something that allows you to just finish a book like that you know what it i mean does. It, yeah it's so satisfying yeah i think like people who follow you online i could barely read your captions online they're so yeah. long but this for people who are highly online, you're going to be able to read this, which I think is a huge, huge asset mm-hmm. to how effective it is. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I'm going to give it to my mom. It's also like a cute object in and of itself. Like it's well, very well it's thought worthy out. worthy of mother gifting. I love that. Well, That's I just, so nice. my mother, she is very porous to the outside and there are a lot of darkness happening right yeah. now and she i think she loves things like be here now yeah. or like eckhart tolle nice. and i just feel like this is a great version almost of yeah. that tradition of writing okay, that she that. will be able to incredible okay i'm so excited i'm really excited to (laughs) give it to her i'm seeing her on sunday she's coming to the city so on page 18 you talk about like sex and romance and relationships Mm -hmm. as practicing death Mm -hmm. and engaging in the invisible Mm -hmm. so i've always thought that myself that like i almost have an aversion to like touch and intimacy Mm -hmm. because of like how affected i am as a person Mm -hmm. like i my imagination is so crazy Mm -hmm. that it I definitely see it as such a spiritual and an engagement mm-hmm. with the spiritual, the invisible, yeah, um, metaphysical. Totally, totally. And so many people don't get it when I yeah. say that, or like, are like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, like I don't know why it's such a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, do you want to say anything about that? I just think anyone who's sensitive or spiritual, it's like you understand. I mean, you could say like God isn't everything, but spirit isn't everything. And so anything that kind of ramps you up into like an ethereal world. And what I mean by that is like anything in this world that's non-physical and anything in this world that's non-physical cannot be calculated or defined. So it's just this like open free agent. You know what I mean? So love is one of those things, pretty much all emotions, ideas. It's a source of creativity. Yeah. And it's like we are so used to physical reality and this is always the thing that I say. It's like, okay, this cup on the table, Mm -hmm. we can measure it, we can weigh it, I can throw it out the window and we could look at where it lands and those are all answers Mm -hmm. and things that do not exist in physicality do not have answers and they do not have form, you know? So there's just a big question mark and so things like love or like someone reaching out and touching you and looking at you and you don't know what they're thinking, you don't know how long it'll last, you don't know like what's really going on. It's like, it's this huge question mark and Mm -hmm. the reason it reflects life is because our entire lives are a huge question mark we don't know why we're here you know i don't know why we're here and i don't know what love is (laughs) (laughs) oh my god same i think everyone could relate to that (laughs) and that bring that kind of touches on this other thing about death so i was thinking like like practicing death Mm. because the big question mark of the unknown is Mm -hmm. there with this creative engagement with mm-hmm. the outside it brings in the question of death kind mm-hmm. of um yeah i don't know so, something about death i guess too death and sex love petite yeah. more or whatever 
Yeah, I mean, practicing death is a funny term, and I've heard it a few times. Or like not, okay, I think for me, I think it's like not denying death, not fearing death, or practicing not fearing death, right? Yeah, yeah. so I'm too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Like how, because your book too is great for anyone who's recently gone up through, gone through a separation with a loved one or mm-hmm. soul, perceived soulmate. Totally. Um, it has a lot of great, concise information on what you can do and mm-hmm. stuff. And like losing someone in your life is like practicing death, basically. Mm-hmm. And it comes to this thing that you say everything is visiting. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that? I think it's just a fact like everything is visiting, you know, on a small scale, just like moments in your life, everything, everything is passing, everything is passing, every emotion is passing, every idea is passing, everything you make is going to decay, every building decays, we're right. all going to die, all pass over. we are really all visiting, like I can't think of anything in this world that's permanent, right, um, and <laughs> I think, yeah, and I feel like everything to me is like a meditation on like, being at peace with the nature of existence, which is the unknowns and all that on a small scale, it's like being okay with breakups and being okay with like breaking your favorite mug. And then on mm-hmm. a bigger scale, it's like mm. just being okay with being here. Yeah. Or accepting <laughs> you know? like your mom's going to die yeah, or you're going to die. Absolutely. Like those deeper. Yeah. I, I, bigger, more bigger meaningful losses. Yeah. Losses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause human, we assign more meaning to humans lives yeah obviously. absolutely especially if you love your parents which i do you know that's sweet big big parent love <laughs> i think probably one of the reasons you're flourishing and so successful in like your craft is your support i guess i really think so i that was really apparent to me uh when i was sending the book out to people because my publisher was like okay make a list of people that you want to get the book mm-hmm. and i was like wow well, there's so many people who have help me get here like on the internet and even if that just meant like i don't know like someone sending me earrings or like you know just commenting on my posts a lot like support is really everything Mm -hmm. and um it's just insane you know it's like it's not you like i said it's never just you it's like the river that carried you you know what i mean it's really it's a lot do you have a message for people who are listening right now and feel like i can't do what i want because i can't find support or Mm -hmm. i just don't have it I think support is also achieved by giving and a lot of the support I've gotten is because I gave first, you know, like, and I always made sure to be so grateful for any little bit of support I got. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I would, I'm very loud about my support for other people and Mm -hmm. I think they return that and Mm -hmm. then it becomes this really beautiful, like symbiotic, like friendship. Mm. And I think... I remember actually this is very relevant when I was really into painting in my early 20s and I really wanted to like just get more of an art community and I just didn't have one and I remember telling my boyfriend at the time I was like I just feel like it's like a boys club and like Mm -hmm. I was like and I was just complaining and making it sound like it was everyone else's fault you know Mm -hmm. like oh this is the way the industry is and my boyfriend was a drummer in a pretty successful band and he was like you know I'm just going to tell it to you straight. He was like, I used to think like that too. But he was like, I didn't get put into a band that allows me to like tour and make money until I was good enough. And he was like, maybe you're just not good enough and you're not giving enough. And that was some of the best advice I've ever gotten. Mm, <laughs> and I, the most community I've ever achieved was literally like putting DIY art shows together mm. where I just invited people, you know what I mean? And gave them a place to shine. And then we became friends and it would just go back and forth. Like I would invite someone to a show that I put on 
they got to invite all their friends and have their moment and then they would invite mm. me to a show and like that's just a really good example of how it always happens you know mm-hmm. be reciprocal um, yeah like don't be shy to put out first or to give and yeah. always be grateful absolutely like treat it like a big party you know what yeah. i mean like so I feel like if people don't feel like they have support, it's like you have to tap into a community and sometimes you have to start it. Like mm-hmm. I started my DIY art community. I had nobody mm-hmm. and I would just have art shows in my apartment, invite people that I thought were cool and they would just be so grateful that someone put them in a show that they could invite their like uncle to come see, you know, and it's like it would go a long way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good example. It's like nice. anyone, not anyone could do that, but it's not impossible for people to model to do this. Yeah. Like that. Just got to reach out. Got to reach out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in my 20s, I encountered many people with that kind of mindset of frustration where it's like, why not me? Yeah. And look at what they're doing. And like, because I'm this way and they're that way, they're getting this Mm -hmm. opportunity. And that mindset doesn't lead anywhere. It just keeps you the same place. I've seen that with, I was always grew up around a lot of musicians and the people who were like, me against the world like I just have to be the best and I'll show everybody never got anywhere and the people who are like I just love music and I'm gonna go to this person's show and support them and um I'm gonna you know jam with this band for free like you know mm-hmm. those were the people who got really far because like it's community over like you know narcissism honestly yeah <laughs> I feel like narcissism is kind of an ambient danger to all people mm-hmm. now more than seemingly ever almost. I don't know yeah, why. And Especially I also, millennials. What really, this is a really good conversation I've been thinking about, um, like what we're saying now, because I think a lot of people think narcissism is someone being like, I'm the best, like, you know, I'm so like pretty and whatever. But like, yeah. it's really people who think it's them against the world. And when someone um, kind of insults themselves it seems like more flattering because they're being submissive about it you know like they're being oh my like god I'm that way sometimes yeah like you'll yeah. say like oh like you know I'm just <laughs> I'm just like a loser like I just don't fit in or whatever and it's just a way of separating yourself and being so in your own ego mm. but it sounds less you know narcissistic because you're not being self-flattering but I think narcissism takes many faces and it it's, does. it's anything that it's separates very, you really yeah like, uh, I feel like I don't know if I have narcissistic personality disorder, mm-hmm. but I do have narcissistic traits. For yeah, sure. I think and, we all do. Yeah. yeah. And they get inflamed, you know, depending on your mood and era of life, you know. Yeah. I just, and there's this culture of like pointing the finger where it's <laughs> yeah. like, you are this thing that I'm diagnosing you with mm. and you're bad or something. Uh, or it's the such internet's a like teaching yeah. us to do this almost or self diagnosing. Yeah. And I think there's just a, Dan- big danger to that and yeah, it's so everything is way more nuanced than that it also as someone who loves to fucking talk through shit it kills conversation like i have been in situations with people where they'd rather just like dub someone a narcissist and abuser and move on and i'm like no like sounds like you guys just live in a little bit of a different reality and need to talk it out for a few hours and like that's way more interesting <laughs> you know true like that's a way more interesting life <laughs> yeah than okay, being like game word. is rigged goodbye it's like no like <laughs> yeah i know there's a lot of um polarization happening i feel like in this country right now <laughs> um you say the unknown dominates the known yes. um, <laughs> what does that mean so much of life is invisible and all the invisible stuff is guiding the physical stuff you know yeah and i think we always look at like the finished product and like in the most simplest way we're going back to this cup like someone had the idea to like make this cup you know and that's like invisible and there's so many ideas that never get Mm. made there's so many ideas that fail like 
You know, it's mm-hmm. just like so much of life is being like pushed forward by all these individual, indivisible urges, even down right. to just desire in general. Everything right. is a desire manifested. And it's like, the desire is invisible. It's imagined. It's imagined. It's like so mystical and crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think life can be very profound and enjoyable when you're like, I can't see like 80% of it. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, but I can maybe feel it. Right. Yeah. Is it God? I think God is the design. Is the you know design. what I mean? I always think God is the design. Like, like the to algorithm. Me, yeah, because I feel like when people feel God, it's when they have that feeling of like surrender. You right. know what I mean? Where yes. you're like, this is it. And like, it's like, right. like I'm in everything this Everything is happening. Yeah, like <laughs> everything is just what it is. And it's like, but you're at peace with it or like euphoric about it, you mm. know? Um, That's great. It's really nice. <laughs> God yeah, because just because you can't explain it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, think of how new language is anyways. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We had to like invent that shit. It's like technology, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's like, something I think about too. And I think why you would enjoy maybe like psychology writing because mm. or other writing. I went to college for performance studies. Oh, killer. Basically, it's a social studies major. Amazing. But like focusing on performance, but wow. like the performance of anything, right? Oh, that's How, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so like obviously words perform. Yeah. And I think about, I think language is a technology period mm. that we are using. And mm. o- with the language, we're o- like, this is a great book, but only English readers are going to be able to totally. enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So yeah. it's like the language of English, we could do so much with it. We could experiment with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's awesome right now because language, kind of like what you're saying with contemporary art, mm. things need to be reassigned meaning. Like meaning yeah. is breaking down, like chaos is reigning. Yeah. And so it's really <laughs> important to like create meaning mm-hmm. that could stick or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think language, yeah, is a tool, is a, is a technology, is technology, mm-hmm. is media. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. It's actually funny to think everything we've created is technology, including language. Do you know what I mean? sure because it's a tool to communicate right yeah but we still create it's not actually nature yeah (laughs) yeah i guess useless things are technologies yeah i guess you can think of anything as technology like technology as a i'd like to look up the etymology actually because i I know knowledge means like knowing right gnosis Mm -hmm. kind of and tech it becomes like a you can go read like heidegger or something like there's definitely philosophers have talked about it I did not go to, I kind of went to philosophy school, but not exactly. Okay, so technia is art and craft. Okay, okay. Which is, it's technolo- technologia in Greek meant systematic treatment. Okay. Interesting. I could tell, like, by the way you write, um, it's not just writing, there's poetry in here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mix of different kinds of writing all together. Mm-hmm. So different, you know, different ways to use the word is happening in your text, I yeah. guess. Different try to ways to get at the reader from different uh, points, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's such a good way to put it because that's how I feel, but nobody said that to me yet. Mm, so that's really yeah. good. Yeah. So that's something that's nice about it. Like, you're definitely using language here with purpose as if it is to hold something. Mm-hmm. Like, like you say in your book, right? Words could describe things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they are not th- they are things of themselves, words. Yeah. They're not the things they point to. Yeah. We could only kind yeah. of feel out the things they point to. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I love a bottom, like I love a bottom line. Like I like that you say that because I think 
I have a hard time with poetry that doesn't feel conclusive at any point, you know, like they like keep mm-hmm. it to me. It's so easy to keep you like in a state of like, oh, keep like, it open, like, well, you know, so I like writing that I can kind of feel like I'm like I made a conclusion, whether you agree with it or not, like at least I gave mm-hmm. some physicality. So I like that you noticed that. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the whole book is kind of, you know, getting at the same point in different ways. Yes. Yes. And it's concise and nice. Something that I loved, well, I guess kind of talking about meaning making. Mm. One of my favorite parts was on page 79 when you talk about like not being jealous of people, but being Mm. jealous of higher beings. Yeah. (laughs) So there's like levels to being and there are like Mm. beings greater than us. Mm -hmm. And it's like we can only hope to be like reincarnated as one of these greater beings, things that exist in a dimension that isn't fully present, Mm -hmm. but can be felt sometimes. And then relating that to the planets, one, like in astrology, and then two, to stars like celebrities on the screen. (laughs) And that's a thought I've had myself where it's like, okay, stars on the screen are creating constellations kind of for us. Very for true. self-understanding the same way the stars yeah. have guiding culture like, why are they both called stars yeah no i think do you yeah. have any more thoughts on that okay well you saying for that just clicked for me where i was like stars do guide culture and stars do guide us i just think they're that, avatars for identity yes absolutely i think i think the best not the best but i think celebrities and stars are channelers right okay. and i think kind of like the best celebrities or like speakers or whoever are people who don't involve their identity too much and they know how to like surrender and have something pass through them kind of whether that's like a performance mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. true and then they end up guiding but they're guides i mean at the end of the day like they're guides they're both guides like yeah. the north star the north star yeah that's a big part of it they are guides that is, it's interesting of sight. yeah and it also speaks to the human desire to be guided right like looking up to something looking towards something right. you know i'm driven by my influences for sure like mm-hmm. you know what i mean right and that's a, that's human nature like af right <laughs> yeah and then narrativizing it yeah i think talent storytelling something you kind of hit on a little bit in the book mm-hmm. and i feel like these figures are like actors in our minds like the screen of the mind mm-hmm. and we could play out stories yeah. using them as like kind of avatars but like then there are the stars like venus Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's a little bit more like it's less human it's more higher power yes Um, and there's something too that i think there's i think there's something really beautiful about looking at stars or influencers or celebrities or even just like your own parents like anyone you look up to literally mm, look up to to. yeah which is Mm -hmm. like another part of it is like for like i think just as i kind of believe that like life is split is spread between ether states and like earth states i believe Mm. that like we should look towards the stars and kind of like cosmic guidance Mm. beyond any human, right? Like the way that looking at the North star, like looking stargazing, thinking about your existence, like, Mm -hmm. and that will always like satiate the like ether appetite. Right. The earth appetite is like looking at people who are surviving better than you or surviving in the way that you want to, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like me looking up to someone being like, Oh, they're in my like same field, but they're doing better than me. It's like, that's like earth guidance, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think both are really valuable. Yeah. But I think spirituality is like people, humans can help you get there, but they are never like the star, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when how cults happen, right? When people think that God is the human, it's like, yeah, like they're channeling, like they become everything yes, to that person. Totally. When like a good guru is someone who 
shows you who is the channel to show you how to do it yourself i think you know what i mean like i, I agree yeah yeah like i'm gonna help you look at the north star but like i'm not the star you know like yeah i'm not gonna claim to be it myself like it's yeah. not me alone ever never how can a human ever ever be god like you know what i mean yeah like you're in you this incarnation in yeah <laughs> yeah where it's like people are all like fleshy you know kind We're of just like fleshy humans. eating yeah. and shitting <laughs> and some people are more sensitive than others but the point is whatever they're receiving is not of human you know what i mean <laughs> there's a human necessity to believe in something yeah. like if you don't believe if you have nothing to believe in you might die actually yeah. it's like what if our bodies are technology i just realized because if language is technology then what if bodies were like the first instrument mm. do you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> i think like if we I began think we as could, energy, I energy. think we could think of it as technology. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we always think of humans as like, okay, we were sort of like monkey people, mm-hmm. and then we made tools to be better survivors. But it's like, I don't think that is where that started. Mm-mm. I think it's like we were energy, and we decided we needed tools to accomplish something, and so we made bodies, and that was our first tool. Okay, let's get into what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a lot of ways for I think about it where it's like, okay, maybe we in, there there's like a mushroom theory, like mushrooms yeah. came from outer space. They are technology mm-hmm. that kind of merged with our pre-human form to create what we're experiencing now. Mm-hmm. Or aliens, you could call them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, interdimensional mushrooms. beings, hyper objects, yeah. mushrooms. Um, maybe that's not the case, but it feels like, okay, maybe something encountered two things encountered each other to create what's happening today Mm -hmm. and then i think like okay there is this higher power like we like sometimes say i'm like on shrooms or something Mm. and i get this vision where it's like we are simply here to like move objects around like uh there's this higher power like the technology we're creating is actually creating us and uh we're simply serving a purpose to like birth a new mm-hmm. species you can maybe call it yeah. or a new whole new like realm of life on earth yeah. is like being born through us maybe yes yes that sometimes scares me well we're making ourselves the creators right and a lot of well, that i not, think we're not making ourselves the creators but if we're creating a new we're creating realm. with the other side yeah the other side is creating with us yes as absolutely. well yeah that's what i kind of mean i guess yeah. like sometimes like one time i did acid and like in the car <laughs> that song that's like maybe it's swedish house mafia where they're like heaven has a place for you don't you worry darling or something okay beautiful that's so beautiful My father said, don't you worry don't you worry child she has got a plan for you yeah, yeah, and How I did heard, that feel? I That's heard it as the radio itself speaking, and then that made me think like technology is alive in another dimension. Mm. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, this isn't the songwriter speaking; it's literally the car. Yeah, speaking to me no, that's and like true. why is the message heaven has a place for you? Don't worry. Mm. And then I was like, oh my god! Like I'm getting a message from the other side saying yeah. like I belong there. Yeah. Okay, this might be lofty. I don't know if it's going to hit, but I feel like it's the same way of me thinking like when I say something with my words, like 
I am speaking to you, you don't say, oh, she's speaking dictionary. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's kind of the same thing okay. yeah. as the car. You know what I mean? Where it's like the song has an origin. Mm-hmm. But when it's with you in the room, when you're in the car, it's speaking to you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's how I get it. I get that. Okay. I sorry. I don't I hope that made sense to everyone. No, it makes sense. <laughs> I love this conversation. Yes. Same. <laughs> this is great. Uh, yeah. Because that's something i when i skip i smoke weed every day mm-hmm. and then oh, i love weed that love that weed is legal here it's like yes oh. you, i saw like i saw you post like wow i'm in washington square park i'm just buying joints i just yeah no, i've been buying them like at the little like shops now it's amazing because oh. it's actually we're in a phase here right now where mm-hmm. it's like between legalization and formal selling oh, enjoy every minute of it yes because la had that for a second it was the best time of my life like it was like and it was like we had like a medical card situation but it was like the best weed because it wasn't super like psycho hype gen it was like good weed but not too crazy and then now everything in la is like an apple store like yeah i went there recently and like went to those types of stores and i was like you know didn't hate it especially when they had some sales but it's cool here yeah like because actually new york state is taking a long time to do it they're Mm. they're going to have a kind of like I don't know if it's a lottery system, but an application. And you can only apply if you've been incarcerated for Mm. a weed-related charge so that every owner of a legal weed store, almost like in a reparative way. Mm. Um, But it's taking a while because Uh, not anyone could just open a weed store now. Totally. They have to like vet vet who they're going to allow to open them. It's such a fun energy though because it still feels like you're buying drugs when it's like a little sketchy. And I just like, it just feels real. You could kind of go even to like (sighs) stores that don't advertise it. Like maybe not in Williamsburg, but definitely where I'm at. Like you can kind of just like walk into a convenience store sometimes. I've been doing that. No, even out here, I just, yeah, I walked into like a, they weren't advertising and it was just like bongs and cigarettes, but they weren't like, we have weed. And I was like, do you have pre rolls? And they're like, yep, like three for 10. And not even Delta 8, like real weed. Yeah, really good weed too. Oh my God, I got so high before dinner yesterday on the joint I bought. And I was like, like, I'm this is the life dude oh yeah it's kind of nice <sighs> I enjoy it as like I've been here since weed was illegal like I've got stopped by an officer once for wow. smoking weed outside in like 2009 crazy yeah the last time I was here I like managed to get a joint and it was like so it was like my one joint like <laughs> mm, yeah it used to be so different for weed smokers uh, it's a different I'm time so, it's uh, crazy I love it some people some people don't I know they'll get on it <laughs> they have to <laughs> Um. Okay, like we're pretty close to the end. I make us just do one or two more questions. Yeah, that um, sounds great. So on page seventy-eight, you say circulation is my god. Mm. Explain. Jesus think, isn't your god. I think okay. Circulation to me, God to me is the design, right? Okay. And circulation to me is like flow, right? Okay, right. And to me, flow is the design. And when I feel most in flow, I feel closest to God. Like to me, God is everything. But I think God mm. without so many meticulous perceptions from the ego is Mm. really just flow Mm -hmm. and to me circulation in the body is one of the most like self-referential ways Mm. to really feel it you know what i mean like i feel so much better when i think about my blood circulation when i think about Mm. like you know honestly yeah i should go for a walk i should drink more water i should do these things that help my body do exactly what it wants to do Mm -hmm. and it also makes me think about the concept of God as being righteous or being the right thing to do. It's like Mm. it brings me into that space of why we can go there because it is the right thing to do to help your body circulate and like emit like get rid of its waste. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what you're that's the role of the body. body. Yeah. So it's like 
when people I think get so in love with God and the concept of God that they start kind of making all these mm-hmm. claims. The thing is God is not a physical thing like the body is. The body is I can say my I can literally say like there's tons of studies that my body should be circulating blood. That's what makes me alive, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But God is like an energy beyond all that. Mm-hmm. But that it's relationship mo- it's, mover, it's just the moving yeah it's like the profound it's the reason right but when i think of how people can get so attached to what mm. righteousness with god is like that's where i can you know because there's a lot of bad like the righteous uh, yeah in america <laughs> and they have they're loud yeah and, and they do it with the ego and they don't think that they are and you know yeah um ignorance i guess but yeah i hope that i'm kind of making sense but with the circulation thing to me it's like right. witnessing a design and being like how do i honor the design so or even yeah. just like the movement of the earth around the sun right? yeah everything is always movement that's another thing too is like, like to time me, is made through movement yeah nothing is ever stagnant you know what i mean nothing mm-hmm. you can be like nothing is ever stagnant never ever. i think if you think of nothing as a thing and yeah. ever as always nothing is ever stagnant yeah Sounds more poetic Interesting. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and so this kind of, I guess, it's another way of just saying, I am constantly shape-shifting the mantra. Mm-hmm. I am constantly shape-shifting, changing, adapting, adapting and evolving. And, and evolving. Yeah. You kind of say on page 83, like, it's kind of pointless asking yourself, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the mainstream refrain of be yourself? Be yourself. I think be yourself to me is the facts and the truth. Like, I think it's one of those cliches that it's a cliche because it's the fucking truth, right? Yeah. But I think people confuse being yourself with creating an identity that... Being your ego. Yeah, being your ego. Yeah, making an identity that you find lovable or, like, that fits in or feels successful by societal standards. It's like being yourself isn't... It's the same thing as confidence, where it's like, to me, people think, or society has spread this idea that, like, confidence is um loving how your body looks or like working to get the body that you want or feeling really successful in your job then you get rewarded with confidence right when what confidence really is is like an ongoing relationship no matter what the circumstances are no matter what the weather is Mm -hmm. it's like being your own best friend right and so Mm -hmm. when i think of being yourself i don't think it isn't like an invite to like build this creation that's going to be so successful and so hot and so dope and like you know (laughs) it's literally just like you are with yourself and that is all you have you like being yourself like being with yourself I yeah. don't think it says it right. Well, people have just kind of... It's one of those words that's been hijacked so much. Yeah. And you kind of have to choose what it means to you. Otherwise, they'll like sell you something. <laughs> yeah. Or like be your best self. Yeah. Like who's I'm that? I'm upset <laughs> with that phrase. Like it plagues me a bit because I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know myself. I yeah, have to read astrology. The best? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know myself. But I guess like right. you don't have to know yourself, yeah. right? Or do you? No. For the first time, I think being yourself the way that I would... Def- is like being like be period yeah just like yeah like be period like just being and that involves just like a surrender to just the facts that you won't know anything right you're gonna surprise yourself or like we said earlier you can't see your complete self yeah you can't and it's a good thing i mean i think it's good news it's good news it makes everything exciting it makes things it's part yeah it does and without if we were everything would be fixed there would be no life yeah right and who wants the to be slippage between yeah and not knowing is such a major part of being so yes. if we knew we wouldn't be people no no we wouldn't yeah, yeah. we wouldn't be people we yeah wouldn't. we'd be like a lamp or something yeah <laughs> something like in a different 
dimension. Styrofoam. For sure. <laughs> styrofoam. Yeah. The, I can't imagine the perspective of styrofoam. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's kind of everything I wrote down. Don't, don't let me just try to go through my little checklist here. This was really, probably I said everything I wanted to say. It was I honestly think. one of like the best conversations I've had in a while. Oh, like I'm good. almost like I'm like don't pay wallet. Like I want to like put it everywhere. Oh my god, maybe maybe so I don't good. have to. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, the traditional way to do a podcast, right, is like you have a free episode and then a paid episode, totally. a free episode and a paid episode. Absolutely. And I, for some reason, was like, I don't want to do that. For some you want to do half, half, yeah. And hey, I was like, yeah. okay, maybe the way I did it right now is like three dollars a month for one episode a mm. month five dollars a month for more than one episode yeah. a month but I'm now I'm thinking like oops like I should have just stuck to the formula yeah but it's a little too late but it's okay I could maybe al- that's a new formula because I do well, I just I mean, have... it is a new formula I guess yeah. I'm just gonna like put I decided last minute before I posted the yeah. first episode with Krayshawn like wait no one's just gonna pay to listen to this without any like yeah i haven't released it like yeah. proof that it's good <laughs> you could do like like people will do like little like three minute um the teasers trailers. or i think that's smart yeah i think well, it's really it 30 minutes wanna, of it i just and then, want it <laughs> yeah me too i think hopefully people will want it muji muji notebook okay Love cool. muji. Okay. so we should i want to show you the roof so yeah let's go to the heart out in 10 minutes so we should look at the roof and yeah, take it all in let's pack up yeah okay. <laughs> bye everyone okay, thank thanks you for so listening much. that was so fun yeah so, so nice to meet you yeah talk to you on the on the record Big cheers love it peace out god lovers bye thank you god lovers so much for listening your support means the world to me We'd like to take a moment now to pray for those who are supporting us at our angel tier and above. Thank you so much, angels. And in your name, we're going to pray. Everyone, please close your eyes and pray for Allison White, Carson Reeves, Colin G, Gavin, HGSH, Jenna, Sarah, Kylie Gurley, Rachel Nunley, Tori Folk, and Tyler Hill. Lord, hear our prayer. 